Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres-Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice, and you are in for a treat with today's episode. We are going to be featuring Elaine Gonzalez Johnson, visionary, educator, and entrepreneur and host of the Mogul Mommy podcast. Elaine is best known for her role as the founder and executive director of Latinas in Motion, a national organization created to encourage women of color to get active. Elaine inspires and empowers women across the world to exercise and adopt healthy habits. This self-proclaimed mogul mommy is an all-around inspiration, as much for her contagious energy as her willingness to break stereotypes. In 2017, Elaine created a tool to help women dream out loud called the Pray, Plan, Slay Planner. This is not your ordinary planner. This fully functional tool was created to help dreamers execute a plan for whole life wellness, and she sold over 3,000 copies worldwide. Elaine is passionate about sharing her story with others, and her down-to-earth personality has established her as a sought-after speaker. Most recently, Elaine launched the Mogul Mommy podcast, available on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Spreaker, and she uses this platform to discuss all things faith, family, and fitness. 
Within nine short months, she's reached over 12,000 downloads on her channel, and she continues to empower her community to lead with love and work on their purpose. Elaine Johnson has a Master's of Science in Higher Education from Drexel University and a Bachelor's of Arts in Communication Studies from Bloomberg's University. She's a Philadelphia native, currently residing in the city with her beloved husband, Daryl, her daughter, Ava, and her son, Ian. I can't wait to get into this conversation with Elaine Gonzalez-Johnson of Mogul Mommy. Elaine, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I am so excited to be here. So uh, before we got on the air, you actually told me that you've had some of your followers telling you that you need to get in touch with me. And at the same time, I have reached out to you. So I feel like divine intervention is here at work right now. Yes, two Latina powerhouses. Yes, I love it. Can you go ahead and start off with introducing yourself to the audience? Yes. So it's your girl, Elaine Gonzalez Johnson. I am a serial entrepreneur based out of Philadelphia, but you know, I'm trying to be worldwide. I am mostly known for my role as being the founder of Latinas in Motion. It is the hottest nonprofit organization on the entire planet, y'all. We literally just want to get Latinas healthy, active, primarily through walking and running because it's free. We don't have a membership fee. But our girls are spinning. They are doing Zumba. They're they're swimming. They're doing so many things to stay in motion. And so most people know me from that. But I also created the, the most amazing planner, Plan, Pray, Slay. I do a lot of speaking engagements across the country on how to live your very best life and walk in purpose. I am married to the hottest, y'all, man <laughs> on the planet. He is a whole doctor, okay? You need to get you a Daryl, just not mine. And I am also a mother of too many moguls, Eva and Ian. I have a daughter and a son. And honestly, guys, my mission in life is to prove to everyone that you can literally have whole life success. Oh my gosh. Amen to that. So for the <laughs> listeners, I actually discovered Elaine as I was looking for podcasts that were hosted by Latinas. And the name right away, Mogul Mommy, it was just like, oh, I need to know who this woman is because she is a boss. I can already tell. And then I start listening to your podcast episodes and literally you have become my favorite podcast, like of anybody mm -hmm. that's doing it right now. And the reason why is because not only are you Latina, so I can automatically relate to you, you're Puerto Rican. So you get double points with me because, <laughs> and then you are a woman who is a mom, who's a wife, who's a business owner, and you're sharing your experiences in a way that like makes people realize that it is possible. You know, they, there's so much talk about like, is it possible to have it all? And that question is not something that anybody can answer, but you're doing the best that you can to show that if you're putting the effort in your family life, in your work life, like you can manifest things that you didn't even know you were capable of. Yes. So I want to talk to you more about your career trajectory, but can you tell us a little bit about your background, like your upbringing and how that has shaped your life today as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a wife? Yes. So it's funny that you're asking that because I tell my husband this all the time. Guys, full disclosure, I grew up 
when I say super poor, I'm talking about super poor. My mom was a single parent. There was four of us. You know, we used to have dinner at my grandmom's house. So we would go to my grandma's house for dinner. We would have lunch at school. But like what I love most about my upbringing was seeing how resilient my mother was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that you can't be taught. It's a feeling. It's an experience. And so would I take away everything I went through going growing up? Absolutely not. Because it has definitely shaped me into the woman that I am today. The beautiful thing about growing up when you feel like you have nothing, I feel like I have this hunger to make sure that I'm going after everything that people mm-hmm. said that I couldn't have, right? So growing up in a very poor neighborhood, I didn't go to the best high schools, you know, teachers, administrators will label you as a statistic, right? Of if you graduate, if you make it. And so day in and day out, one of the things that I do is tell anybody, listen, it's cliche as it sounds, you can absolutely be whatever it is that you want to be. I am running several businesses. I don't have MBA, y'all. As I said before, I didn't go to the best high schools, but I have that hunger to make sure that I'm serving the world with my God-given excellence. And I think that's closely related to what I was designed for. What is my purpose? What was I created for? And the closer you are to doing what you are created for, the more you can align your skills, your you can align your gifts to doing exactly that. I love that. And I love your message about just like having that hustler mentality because it doesn't matter how many degrees you get. If you don't have that inner desire to just make something happen, no matter what, no matter what you got to sacrifice, like you're not going to get to the point where you can pursue entrepreneurship, right? Because I feel like entrepreneurship is literally a journey in like faith and trusting that things are going to work out. And the only thing that you can actually rely on is you and your work ethic. Preach. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So I'm curious because obviously we talk a lot about money and business on this show. So what was your relationship like with money growing up? Oh, guys. I So I definitely grew up with that scarcity mindset. So I've been working since I was 14 and I feel like I was institutionalized to getting that paycheck every two weeks because I've been working from such a young age. And so now, you know, you, for me, I went to college because everybody said, if you go to college, you get more opportunities. As soon as you graduate college, right, you get into a career and you're chasing that dollar of like, okay, now that I'm doing this, I need to make sure I make X amount of dollars. Then I got a master's degree. If I get more education then I make more money, which didn't work out for me in that, that realm, right? Mm -hmm. I became an educator working for the school district of Philadelphia. And my career at the time was to help students through the college and career readiness process because I felt like I had a deficit when I was growing up. I didn't have anybody to really speak life into me of what is your plan when you graduate, right? There's so much more to life than your neighborhood. I decided I was going to be that person. So -hmm. the first gem I want you guys to write down is if you feel that there's a deficit in your community, in your life, if you feel like there's a calling that you want to do something, make sure that you're chasing that. I felt like I wanted to be the person that I needed when I was in high school and I decided to do exactly that. And Mm -hmm. so for me, now having a career and having a family, I would like 
have this scarcity mindset that I felt like I needed to hoard everything, if that makes sense, of like, I know what it's like to have nothing, so I have to keep everything. And I was still having some of the habits that I had when I when I was broke. So I was still, guys, even though I had a career, I had a master's degree, I was married with kids, I was still like, you know, shopping at the lowest of the lowest stores. And my husband's like, honey, we have it. Like, you're good. But it's because... I don't know if you could feel me on this. When you live your whole life with nothing, it's kind of hard to unlearn that. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a lot of mindset work and therapy, to be honest, that we have to work through because so many of us, especially like first generation, like immigrant families, you know, kids that are growing up poor, like we have to unlearn a lot of toxic stuff that is not necessarily like, our parents' fault, right? Like they are dealt the hand that they're dealt. But as a result, we learn a lot of negative things about our self-worth, about our ability to earn money. And that stuff takes time to heal. Yes. And so it wasn't until I became an, a full-time entrepreneur in August of 2017, believe it or not. So it's, I feel like I'm still new, new in terms of eating what I kill, but I became a full-time entrepreneur and I had this whole plan of like, okay, I'm going to have these contracts. I'm going to make this amount of money. And while I was working in my career, I was also still running businesses. And for me, I didn't want to become a full-time entrepreneur until I matched my salary. Once Mm. I did that consistently for about eight months, I'm like, you know what? I could become a full-time entrepreneur, but life has a very funny way of like saying, Hey, Hey girl, jokes on you. (laughs) So I literally left my career and I wrote a note to my direct supervisor. Thank you for this experience. You are the best last boss I'll ever have in life. Like I was making sure I was like, good. I was going to never turn back. I'm going to become a full-time entrepreneur. And so when I became a full-time entrepreneur, contracts started failing. People started, you know, going back on what they said they were going to do. And to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be poor. Mind you guys, we are a two income household. My husband could definitely take care of us if I needed. But for me, because I've been working for myself my whole life, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have to make this money. I'm broke. I don't have anything. And that's when I learned, girl, sit down, breathe and figure out what is your gift. How can you serve the world with your excellence? And honestly, I really had this spirit of giving. The more I gave, the more I received. Like, And I know that you guys are probably like, girl, bye. Ain't nobody going (laughs) to give something you don't have. But that is one of my mantras. It's like, you know, give and it will be given back to you. And it's also in the Bible. That's the word for somebody. Um, But once I started to realize that I couldn't be emotionally attached to money. For me, money is a vehicle of how can I bless other people? How can I live life on my terms? It's not about, for me, honestly, guys, it's not about making a million dollars. It's making sure that I'm doing what I said I was going to do and what makes me happy. So what makes Elaine happy is going on a date with my boo. It's spending time with my kids, having a movie night, living life on my terms. If you don't know what success is defined for you and you're letting society tell you and Instagram tell you and TikTok tell you, you are going to drive yourself crazy. I know what's going to make me happy. I know how I define success for myself. And once I realized, okay, I don't have to live my life 
on the standards of what other people say success is, and I could be successful on my own terms, it's like a rebirth process. You're like, yo, I love my life. Absolutely. I love what you're saying because I think so many people, especially when they're first thinking about entrepreneurship, they're like, oh, but what am I good at? Like, what would people pay for? Like, what can I make money doing? And I think you have to be willing to do what you're passionate about and what your actual purpose is for free. And once you actually figure out like what you're passionate about, then you can figure out ways to make money about it. But if you're approaching something just like, oh, let me just see how much money I can make doing this, but I don't actually care about it. You're not going to get anywhere from that. And I've noticed that time and time again, when I go into a project with just like knowing that I'm going to give it my best and that I'm doing it from a place of service, like the money starts rolling in and I don't even have to preach. That is a good word on today, girl. (laughs) All right. So I want to talk more about your entrepreneurial journey. So how did you actually get started? Like, how did you set up your plan so that you knew at some point you could walk away from your job? So it's funny. I love, I feel like I'm going to piggyback what you just said. Um, For me, I didn't set out to be a business owner. Full disclosure, guys. I -hmm. literally had a career in education. As I told you guys, I got a master's. Your girl thought she was going to be running things out of school, out of university. (laughs) That was like my dream. And then I got married in 2008 and I had my daughter in 2010 and I was already a fit girl. And then getting pregnant with my daughter, Eva, like I said, I'm Puerto Rican. So my mom's like, girl, you're eating for two. Go ahead and live your best life. (laughs) And so I started eating and eating and eating and I gained 52 pounds with that pregnancy. So I'm five, two guys. I'm not tall. I was already a (laughs) fit girl and then add 52 pounds on top of that. So having this child and I'm still new, I'm in my early twenties, newly married. I felt postpartum depression. I was extremely insecure. I felt super sad. And we never had conversations about health and wellness in my family. All I know is that my mom and my aunts would always get on these like super fat diets. They would lose weight, right? And yep. then it was like a, a yo-yo effect of like, then they would gain it back. And they, But it was never like, okay, eat so that you can feel good in your soul. Walk mm-hmm. so that you can live longer than 50 years old. Like those were not conversations we were having. And so being young, being pregnant, having this baby gaining weight, I didn't know who to talk to. And so luckily I'm married to my husband who had a total different upbringing than me. Like he literally grew up like a Cosby show, you know, <laughs> two parents, very wealthy, suburbs, single home, white picket fence. And so they would have these conversations about health and wellness. And he's like, babe, just go to the gym. But I felt like if I went to the gym, everybody would stare at me and guys, nobody's staring at you, but that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And so I gravitated towards walking and running. And then doing that, I signed up for a long distance 10 mile run. And when I got there, it's called the Broad Street Run in Philadelphia. It's super popular. There's like 40,000 runners. I get there and I had extreme culture shock. I've never experienced this before. I never had ran a 5K, let alone a 10 mile. And I didn't know that this was a thing. And I Mm -hmm. get there and there's all these people who do not look like me. And I get super, super nervous. I feel inadequate. Like, oh my gosh, am I about to run these 10 miles? I don't look like these people, right? I'm still, I still got these curves. And (laughs) I end up doing the 10 mile race, getting the medal. And I realized, yo, I need to bring this to my community. I need to teach women that they can prioritize their health and wellness. And maybe they'll want to do races with me too. It was Mm -hmm. literally an idea, guys. Like, I want to tell you how easy it is 
to literally start a business and walk in purpose. Number one is if you have an idea, if you have an idea, if you feel like God is giving you an idea, and for me, Latina's emotion was my God-given idea, some of us are waiting for people to give us permission Mm. to start what we know for sure we're supposed to be starting. And if you're waiting for people's permission, you will never start, right? The idea, the idea that God gave you is the permission. So Mm. I don't need permission from my husband, from my mom. I don't need people to stand up and give me an ovation. As soon as you get that idea in your spirit, that is your permission that you are going to serve the world this gift that was given to you. And for me, Latina's emotion was that gift that I was given. And some of us feel like we have to wait until we're born and we automatically know we're going to be business owners. Guys, this is after I got my master's degree, after I was married, after I had my daughter, after I survived postpartum depression, is when I was given this idea to become an entrepreneur and start a business. It wasn't that I was born with it. So if I don't care how old you are and you're listening to this podcast episode, number one, you listening to this episode is not an accident. Number two, start looking at yourself and thinking about, okay, what idea did I have that I was start that I was scared to start and start. Don't wait for nobody. Don't talk to nobody. Don't share this idea with nobody. I didn't ask anybody for permission to, hey, do you guys think Latina's emotion is a good idea? And I think that's honestly one of my biggest strengths. I don't wait for nobody. I don't need approval from nobody. One of my mantras is, if the Lord gave me the idea, it's going to be popping. It's Mm -hmm. just up to me to make sure that I'm doing it with excellence. That's the other piece of the puzzle. Don't do something and then not not give it your all. Do something and make sure you are the absolute best at it. And that's why Latina's Emotion started in 2012 and we're still here in 2020. I love that. Y'all, I didn't know if you knew, but we were going to church today. So (laughs) Elaine is literally like giving us ministry via podcast and I'm so here for it. I I love it. (laughs) Yes. And so so I did Latina's Emotion. That was 2012. I still had my career because I don't know about you, but I feel like that's another lie that social media is telling people. It's like, it has to be all or nothing. You either have to be a full-time entrepreneur. Listen, y'all, my job was my first investor. Okay. I Mm -hmm. was working full-time and I was still trying to figure out how to run this business and then you just get better at it as as time goes by you know my first grant proposal sucked my first speaking engagement sucked my first time that I vended at an event it sucked but the more you do it the better you get at it and don't be scared like fear isn't real fear is not real I'm gonna say it one more time for the person in the back fear is not real if you look up the word fear it's literally you could only be scared of dying right? Or if you hear something really loud and then it scares you, right? That's fear. You Mm -hmm. walking in your purpose, fear is not real. It is your birthright to walk in your purpose. Ooh, that is a whole word, sis. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about what actually motivates you to like try new things and these new business ventures and face your fears. I think the thing that motivates me the most is The fact that someone is waiting for my gift, that puts Mm. a lot of pressure on you. Like the fact that if I didn't start Latinas in Motion, women would not be losing weight, getting off their meds, 
right? Finding self-love within themselves, getting more connected with their families, because the more you know yourself, the more confident you're serving the world because you feel good about you. If I was scared to start Latinas in Motion, imagine all the women that would have been waiting for something else or the women that wouldn't have found this newfound health and wellness, happiness, self-love because I was too scared to walk in purpose. So for me, there's a sense of urgency to do what I know God is telling me to do because let me tell y'all something, success is directly attached to serving people. So whatever it is you're afraid to do, understand that the more you wait, you're hurting the person that's supposed to have your gift. Maybe you're called to do hair. Do you know how many women you're going to help with their confidence once you (laughs) make them feel so beautiful when you do their hair? Maybe Mm -hmm. it's cooking. How many couples are going to really reconnect when you cook them dinner? Whatever it is that you're doing, understand that it is directly connected to people. So for me, that's what makes me feel like I better because mm-hmm. who's missing out on whatever it is I'm serving. And so that's that honestly what keeps me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a great way to see it and to get outside of yourself, right? It's not yes. about you. It's really not. All right. So what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to find their true passion and purpose in life? That's a good question. <laughs> You just better have the good, heavy questions on today. (laughs) So I would say spend as much time with yourself as possible. I have this, I have this like personal mantra and I'm going to share with you guys. I want to master myself. I want to do what I said I was going to do. That's the biggest flex anybody could have. It's like, do what you said you were going to do. So for me, I'm trying to master myself in all aspects. Spiritually, I'm trying to be like one on one accord with the Lord, right? In my marriage, I want to make sure I am the J-Lo to (laughs) to my husband. I want to make sure I'm the Mary Poppins to my kids. And and in that, I want to make sure that I am... I know myself so much that I know what my gifts are and I know what my purpose is, but I didn't figure that out until I sat down with myself and really started doing some self-reflection. Y'all got to do that self-work. You Mm -hmm. are too busy watching every single series on Netflix instead of picking up a book and start pouring into your soul. Like, unless you're willing to do that soul work, unless you're willing to sit down and figure out, okay, who am I? What am I good at? What are my gifts? then how dare you even ask God to give you purpose if you're not willing to do that self-work? So if you're sitting here thinking of like, okay, what am I called to do? Make sure you're sitting down. Make sure you're having prayer. You're journaling. You're trying to read books that are going to make you a better person because the better I am for Elaine, the better I am as Elaine, the better I am to serve the world. Mm. Yes. I love that. Love that. Okay. Can you share a story about how you've handled a setback or roadblock during the entrepreneurial journey? Because I know entrepreneurship is not for the weak at heart and it is not a linear path. So I'm curious as to how you've handled setbacks or roadblocks in your in your process. Yes. So October 2018, I was a couple of days away from starting the biggest contract I was going to work at as an entrepreneur, it was a eight week program for uh, high school. It was two high schools, and I was going to make 
almost about $20,000. So I'm ecstatic. I'm excited. I feel like a winner. I am just like, yo, I'm going to kill this contract. I'm going to change the lives of these young girls. They're going to be little mini moguls. And two days before my 10-year wedding anniversary, I get a call. And the person says, hey, um, unfortunately, some things messed up with the budget. And we actually have to cancel this contract. When I tell y'all, I cried a whole baby river. Number (laughs) one, I had counted that money as if it was in my bank account. So if it's one thing I could tell you is do not count the money until it actually is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. In your (laughs) bank account, okay? The second thing is I allowed that situation, that circumstance, that, that lesson to really affect my relationships. It was two days before my husband and I were celebrating our 10 year anniversary. And when I tell y'all, I was probably the worst date ever for my husband because (laughs) I could not get out of my head of like, yo, I failed. I suck. How can I, you know, and the thing is as an entrepreneur, if I'm, if I'm telling you, or if you're, we agreed that I was going to work with these two high schools for eight weeks, I had turned down speaking opportunities, turned down the opportunity to work with other people because I had already, you know, planned my time for Mm -hmm. this program. And so now I'm here with no plan for the next two months, no money, right? And I'm irked. The crazy thing (laughs) is I was crying a whole river to one of my friends and he was really good at real estate investing. 
And what I want to tell you is that don't ever close down any opportunities where God is opening a door. And so I was crying about this closed door, about this contract, about how I was supposed to work for two months for this, you know, $19,000 grant opportunity or, uh, you know, money opportunity. And I was telling my friend about it. We were sitting at Panera Bread. I will never forget. And he's like, are you done crying? And I'm like, you just are like not even feeling me because you didn't lose this money. He's like, all right, can I teach you wholesaling real estate? And I'm like, well, what is that? And so he's like, okay, wholesale real estate. So he gives me the game. He's like, let's start a partnership together and let's really do this for three months and see how well we do. So I'm like, what guys, what else did I have to lose? If Mm. I was so stuck on making money this way, I would have never found out about this opportunity to make money another way. And so he taught me how to wholesale real estate that December. So October, I lost the 19,000. That December, I made $15,000 wholesaling real estate. And to me, it really taught me that sometimes we create this whole plan and we're so attached to this whole plan. And God is like, boo, if you would just let go of your plan, and look at what I have for you, you will see that there's more opportunity. I was going to spend eight weeks working for $19,000. Guys, when I tell y'all, no lie, I made thousands of dollars in a matter of hours just connecting people in terms of wholesale and real estate. It really taught me that there really are a thousand ways to make $100. And that really helped my money management. It helped how I felt about money because I wasn't just attached to one way to make money. I'm like, listen, let's figure out a way to really build generational wealth because there really are lots of ways to make money. And if we're so connected to one way, we're going to be missing out on other opportunities that you can really grow and build and bless other people. Absolutely. That is so true. And I think so many of us get caught up in this idea that if we went to school for something, like that's what we got to do for the rest of our lives. And it's like, you're holding yourself back by just limiting what you allow yourself to even like participate in or learn about because of fear or because of comfort or because you just want to be like super stable and not rock the boat. But that doesn't actually allow you to grow, right? Right. Right. So one of the things that I encounter a lot is people ask me, you know, I'm no longer happy in this career or in this life that I'm living. And I don't know how to start pivoting or redirecting that. Do you have any advice? Yes. Listen, if you are unhappy with your life, your career, your day to day, number one, you have the power to change. You need to start following joy, okay? Mm. So one of my rules is that I believe wherever joy is, that's where God lives. And so I spend most of my time chasing joy, right? And Mm -hmm. so I'm not, I'm at a place in my life now and I'm 34 years old, guys. If it is not a hard yes, it's a no. I'm (laughs) tired of doing the things that don't bring me joy, that don't serve my purpose, that don't bring me happiness. And so I want you to know that tomorrow 
it's not promised. As cliche as it sounds, you do not want to sit on your deathbed and be like, dang, man, I should have did this. I would have did that. I could have mm-hmm. been here. You need to start thinking about what makes you happy. It's not enough to say I'm unhappy with my life if you don't even know what actually does make you happy. And let me give you a spoiler alert. Happiness does not come from your boo, from your spouse, from your mother, from your children. Happiness is an inside job. So this mm. goes back to my last point. If you don't know who you are and you're not doing that self-work, sis, sir, <laughs> nothing is going to bring you joy. So you really need to sit down and feel like, okay, what can I do? How can I get to know myself better? Because once you have mastered yourself, then you're going to know how to tell people, direct people on how to come at you correctly because you know what purpose you serve. And so everybody really does need to fall in line. Mm. That is a whole other word. Yo, I'm taking so many notes during this conversation. You have no idea. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> okay. So, you know, me and you are both in our mid-30s. And I feel like this is the age where we really start, like, understanding who we are as women and just, like, having a level of self-confidence that you don't have in your 20s and even in your teens. So I'm curious, what advice, knowing what you know now, would you give to your 18-year-old self, whether it's about work? or career, or finding your purpose, relationships, what advice would you give to yourself? Oh, that is a great question. You know, nobody's ever asked me that. (laughs) The best advice I would give to my 18-year-old self is, it's not that deep. You know, Mm. I was, I I still am a very sensitive person, guys. I will cry little baby rivers (laughs) at a drop of a dime. I've been like that since I was born. My siblings used to call me a crybaby, but I would take so many things so personal. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm alone on that, but like no, I'm a girl, I was like always just quick to just cry in a corner whenever yes. somebody had any little criticism of what I was doing. Right. And you feel like the whole, okay, not you, but I used to feel like the whole world is against me. Yeah. Nobody believes in me. And I feel like had I learned that 18 years old is not that deep. You don't need the <laughs> approval of other people. When I tell you, you guys these things, it's not because I'm being preachy. It's because I lived it. Do you want to know how many times I waited for the approval of others to tell me, do you think, do you guys think I should go to college? What should I major in? What makes a lot of money instead of following my joy, instead of realizing what are my gifts, instead of doing the internal work, I didn't start doing this internal work until I was in my twenties, already being married, already having a child. If I would have done the internal work, if I would have realized it was really not that deep, if I would have realized, okay, girl, sit down with yourself, read some books and figure out who you are at 18. (laughs) I would have probably been the youngest of Puerto Rican Oprah by now. (laughs) It's so true. We sabotage ourselves with just worrying too damn much about what other people think about what we're doing. And I think especially as women, we're like super susceptible, not only to like our own internal, like hangups and and just insecurities but like society places a lot of pressure on women to like live up to this impossible standard and so it's just it can be really exhausting but i love your advice because i think it's so important and it it can really change the way that you move in the world when you have that confidence of just knowing like i'm gonna do what i need to do and i don't give a crap about what anybody has to say about it whether they like it or not because i know this is what i'm supposed to be doing you just like elevate to another level Uh, girl a word. <laughs> so obviously you have a very strong relationship with your faith. And I want to know like how that relationship 
helps you or shapes the way that you move in the world? Ooh, that my relationship with God shapes everything that I do, guys. Mm -hmm. It really does. I feel like if more people led with love, if more people knew why they were created, and I always, I definitely do always share this example. For me, I get, I created this planner called the Plan Pray Slave Planner, and there are there are pieces in that planner that people do not know how to use. So what do they do? They email me. Hey, Lane, I want to know what to use this creative corner for. Hey, Lane, what should I do with this habit tracker? Because I created it with intention, I know exactly why I put it in the planner. I can give them direction and I can tell them the why. So if we're talking about a planner that I created, think about your life. Who are you going to ask the intricate parts of your life of why they were created. Why do you have that? Why do you have these quirks? Your creator. And mm. so for me, I am at this place where I'm literally asking God, what's my next step? What should I do? Why am I this way? Who could I serve with, you know, my excellence? Because he created me. And that is a part of my self work. That's a daily thing. It's not just a Sunday thing for me of like, oh, I'm going to watch church online and get a good mm -hmm. word and make myself feel good. No, it's about like doing the daily things that are going to bring me closer to my creator so that I could know exactly who I am. And then I could serve that to the world too. And the more I'm learning and, and, and really falling in, in deeper uh, relationship with God, I feel like I'm an even better person for it too. And it's, it shows up in, in anything that I do. Like even when people ask me, hey, can you come speak at this event? If I can't talk about God, I'm not going because mm -hmm. it's who I am. And for me, if you're asking me not to be who I am, then I don't want to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's about being your authentic self. Like what's the point of having to conform to somebody else's idea of what you should be if that's not who you actually are exactly yeah girl that's why i tell people <laughs> oh you don't want me to talk about god i can't say pan pray slate because it has the word pray then uninvite me right we're just not meant to be that's it and we keep it moving <laughs> yes so tell me about your podcast what inspired the mogul mommy podcast the mogul mommy podcast was created because i believe that Society tried to put me in a box, a very narrow type box, because at the time I was doing a lot of speaking engagements at universities specifically and corporations. I was still working full time because remember, guys, I did not become a full time entrepreneur until 2017. So all these people were paying me and they would ask me for a, a introduction or a welcome or whatever. And I would tell them like, oh, I'm an educator. I work for the School District of Philadelphia. I started this nonprofit, blah, blah, blah. The number one question everybody would ask is, how do you manage all that? How do you do all that? And then I would try to plug in my plan, pray, slay planner. Y'all like how I did that? I realized <laughs> the number one question people would ask me, then I started to plug in a product and make some money. That's like a, a topic for another podcast episode. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like I started to tell them, okay, you know, this is what I do. This is how I manage my day. This is how I manage my time, blah, 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 blah. And so then people would say, well, could you do both? And the more people ask me that, I realize that there is not a champion that's teaching people, specifically women. I am a lover of just like all things women empowerment. 
teaching women that you don't have to choose. I got tired of the narrative of being, you could either be a stay-at-home mom or you could have an amazing career. You could either be deeply in love in a relationship in a happy marriage or you can run a business. It's like, who who created that? Who said mm-hmm. that to you guys? <laughs> so let me teach you how I'm living my life and some of the core values that I have and how I manage my time and conversations that I'm having with my husband and my kids. Why? Because exposure matters. It's important that you not only see what looks like a happy picture, but you're also hearing me talk about what are some of the things that we do in our family to make sure that we legit can have it all. And I got tired of like trying to say all of this on Instagram for like 15 seconds or for one (laughs) one minute. And I'm like, you know what? I share so much when I'm doing speaking engagements for one hour. What if I created a podcast where I can share literally whatever it was that I wanted to say on a weekly basis? And it's been beautiful because I get emails all the time of women saying, oh my gosh, like you really made me open up my Bible or yo, your relationship with your husband is hashtag goals. But it's like, I don't need you to think that me and my husband are hashtag goals. I don't need you to look at my faith and be like, man, I want faith like her. I want you to have faith like you. I want you to find real people to have amazing relationships with because it absolutely is possible. I don't want to be on this pedestal of like, oh, Elaine's life is happy. No, I want to share with you everything that we do so that you could get this happiness for yourself too, so that you could know without a shadow of a doubt that healthy relationships are absolutely possible. Everything doesn't have to be reality TV worthy. You can be happy and not have to argue every day of your life. And that's honestly the reason why I created the Mogul Mommy podcast, because I wanted to be able to talk about God or talk about business or talk about marriage. And I didn't want to be put in this box of like only having to talk about business or only having to talk about relationships. And so I feel like Mogul, it literally means powerful person. And you cannot be a powerful person without missing parts of your life. A true powerful person is going to show people all aspects of their life because it it's of equal importance. Mm. I am so grateful that you even started the podcast because I don't think we would have interacted um, or I would have found you because you, what you're doing is so inspiring. The message that you have, like, honestly, I binged your podcast when I first uh, found it and in like a couple of days because the message that you're putting out there and just like you're touching on so many topics you're talking about relationships and money and mindset and and your faith and it's like super relatable and it, I honestly feel like better after listening to your podcast like if you're especially if you're like going through something you need to just start listening to mogul mommy because she will talk you off the cliff of like stress that you have walked yourself up to. And I just appreciate everything that you do. That makes my heart smile. Thank you for that. Absolutely. So one more question for you before we wrap this up. So you are doing it all, right? You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a business owner. And how are you actually doing that? Because that's a question that I get personally a lot as someone who runs multiple businesses and also works full time. People are just like, Girl, how? So do you have any advice for especially like working moms or stay-at-home moms? Like, how are you doing this? Okay. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So one of the things that I've done when I first became an entrepreneur in 2017 is I set up my list of non-negotiables. So you're like, okay, Lane, what does that mean? That means that I literally look at my core values, which is my faith, um, my family, my wellness, and I will schedule these appointments the same way you will schedule appointments with your doctor, the same way you schedule appointments for your speaking engagements or your business meetings. You want to make sure that you're writing down what is non-negotiable in your life first. So for me, Every single Friday, I date my husband. That is a non-negotiable. So if someone is calling me to say, hey, girl, I need you to come speak at this university, it's a no, because I need to make sure that I'm keeping integrity with what are my core values. I hope that makes sense mm -hmm. for you guys. Making sure that you do exactly what you said you're going to do and making sure that you're taking care of yourself First, I work out five times a week. That's a non-negotiable. So if I'm looking at my week and I know that I have a 2 p.m. meeting on Wednesday, then I'm planning my workout at 6.30 a.m. that day to make sure I give myself enough time to do everything it is that I need to do. So make sure that you plan out your non-negotiables first and then your business. We're doing that. The, the society is telling you to do that in verse. It's chase the money, chase the money, chase the bag. And then you're losing your soul. So the best thing mm. I can tell you is make sure that you're taking care of you. You cannot pour from an empty glass. So take care of you first. Write down what's non-negotiable and then plan out your business on top of that. That is a whole fact. And that is exactly what I do as a business owner. I literally do the same thing. My husband and I have date night firm on the calendar on Fridays because we are both workaholics and we know that about ourselves. He also has a side business on top of working, working full time. And it's just like, yo, if we don't, if we don't do this deliberately and like make a conscious effort to just stay connected, like we will drift off yes. into two different worlds. And then that's when you see the breakdown of relationships yes. and the same thing can happen with your kids, right? Like, so how do you do that too, as a mom? So we have family nights where we'll let Eva pick a movie, my daughter or my son. But then another thing I want to tell you, if you have more than one child, make sure that you're spending alone time with those children as well. So like even I, I guys, I love to shop at Target and my daughter <laughs> loves to shop at Target. So we'll literally have mommy and me Target dates, even if it's just buying things for our house. But I love spending that time alone with her because we're connecting. I'm letting her be the DJ. And the same thing with my son. I read a, a book to my son every single night, just me and him. Not me, him, and his dad. Not me, him, and his sister. Just me and him mm. so that we can have time to connect. And I think that's important, too. Don't just bunch up all your kids together. Make sure that you're spending that one-on-one -on -one time. And it doesn't have to be two hours. Because you're probably like, Elaine, 
I, I got four kids. I don't got time to be taking everybody on a separate <laughs> target date, right? Uh, reading a book to my son literally takes maybe 10 minutes tops, guys. But it means the world to him. So making yeah. sure that you know what their love languages are and filling up those buckets as well. Mm, I love that. And I have another question for you. So um, how do you think that entrepreneurship has changed the way that you like, has it made you a better mom, a better wife, a better person versus like just staying in the corporate or the, you know, the field that you were in? Oh my goodness. Yes. But, but not because being an entrepreneur has made me a a better person because I know that this is my purpose. Hmm. Does that make sense? So like for me being at, at the time when I resigned from my job, at the school district of Philadelphia, I was working in a cubicle. I was hiring vendors. I was pushing lots of papers and I was making great money and had great benefits and great pension. Okay. So I want to tell, I want to give you that full picture before I say mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. I would cry in my car every single morning before I stepped foot in that building because I knew that I wasn't fulfilling my purpose. And when you're walking in disobedience to God's purpose for your life, Trust me when I say it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. And so for me, every every single day I would go into that building, it's like God is like, oh, so you're still not going to trust me. Oh, so you're still not going to trust me. You're still going to be disobedient, even though I'm calling you to run Latinas in motion and I'm calling you to create this plan and you're still going to do what you want to do because you're attached to a check instead of believing that I'm going to provide for you because I will. And so once I learned that, right, and I became a full-time entrepreneur, this is hard too, guys. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship is not easy. But the reason why I have joy is because number one, I know that this is what I was created for. And so for me, that fills up my love tank because I do everything I'm leading with love. I have joy. I know this is what I was created for. So it's not so much that entrepreneurship is better it's that I'm walking in on purpose and so maybe right now you are um working at a barbershop but you know for sure you're supposed to be writing books write the books maybe you Mm. are in finance and you know for sure you want to study law study law like you need to do what God created you to do because trust me when I say life is different so this is not a nine to five versus entrepreneurship this is a straight up you'll find your purpose and do that I love that. That is amazing advice. This conversation has been so inspiring. So for people who want to find out more about you and follow your journey, where can we find you, Elaine? If you want to follow your girl on Instagram, okay, my my (laughs) name on Instagram is Elaine, my government, E-L-A-I-N-E underscore G underscore Johnson. And I know you are irked. Elaine, why do you have two (laughs) underscores? Because y'all, there were a lot of Elaine Johnsons and my maiden name is (laughs) Gonzalez. So we threw that G up in there. Um, My website is mogulmommy.com. If you want to learn more about what I do, where I speak, who I am. But if you're like, girl, I want to join Latinas in Motion. Latinas in Motion on Instagram, Facebook, latinasinmotion.com. Awesome. Elaine, it has been the utmost pleasure talking to you. You are just as fabulous, like in real person, real life, (laughs) as you are in your podcast. And I just am continuing to root for your success. I love everything that you're doing. I love the message that you're spreading. And I just wish you 
the utmost success and blessings on everything that you do and everybody that you touch. You too, girl. You are everything. Thanks for helping all of us get our coins together. And thank you so much for having me today. I know you could have had Beyonce, but thank you for having me instead. (laughs) Thank you so much. Elaine's podcast for me is like a spiritual kick in the pants. She is so motivational, so loving in her approach, but she's also so real when she's talking to you and trying to get you to see more than just what is in front of you, but what can be possible for you. And so that's why I'm obsessed with her podcast and I want you guys to know about it. I hope you love today's episode and I love Elaine's advice for balancing important aspects of your life, like your business, your family, your children, like it's all a real struggle. And it's important that she spoke about setting boundaries. I think that's such an important thing. You have to decide what your non-negotiables are, what you are willing to sacrifice and what you are not willing to sacrifice to get to where you want. So until next time, guys, stay spiritual, stay motivated, stay elevated, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions or misleading or defamatory statements usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer